0: Hi there and thank you for tuning into The Social Circus where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there and welcome to The Social Circus with Sarah T. Um, thanks for tuning in. We are now on episode 17, can you believe? And today I'm excited to be joined by a um, a colleague and I suppose a friend, isn't it? Um, Bethan, Nguyen. Hi, Bethan. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me on. So oh, my pleasure. <laughs> um, look, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, I first came across you when I heard you speak um, at a women's business breakfast and I sat there, in, I think I was hanging off your every word because so much of what you said resonated with me as a small business owner. So if people haven't heard of you and your yep. critical thinking genius, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Uh, my name is Beth Ann um, <laughs> I describe myself as a critical thinking facilitator um, which everyone goes what on earth does that mean um, essentially anything anytime you make a decision you're having an argument with yourself and so critical mm-hmm. thinking is like you know it's been around for aeons you know since ancient philosophy it helps you analyze those arguments and figure out which one is best mm-hmm. so when you're trying to make a choice or you're trying to solve a problem and you've got a few options that ability to analyze the information you've got and make sense of it and decide what's best for you because Mm -hmm. that's what's important i never say you know i know what's (laughs) best for you it's all about what's deciding what's best for you your business your family and the life and the you know the business that you want to create for yourself um so i'm really about empowering people to make their own choices and to not just go with the flow or, you know, give in to peer pressure or, yeah. you know, comparisonitis and all this kind of stuff that we deal with as as women and as women in business. Wow. So that's so cool. Um, and I love hearing it described like that because it um, critical thinking does sound like something sort of like that's over there in the ether as an abstract concept. And when you just explain it like that, it makes such perfect sense. So tell me, how on earth did you get into this? Because it's a very cool, interesting space. (laughs) Um, So my background's in teaching. I taught in a London high school many years ago. And then Mm -hmm. when we moved to Perth, I got a job at UWA teaching. Um, The focus then was more on um, English, media, communications. And then they said, hey, we need someone to write a program um, of critical thinking for people going into master's programs so mature mm-hmm. students international students going in there and I went yeah sure I can do that and, uh, <laughs> quickly discovered that I did not know very much about it at all um so that's called the the Dunning uh oh what's it I'll get it wrong now uh, Dunning-Kruger effect when um, <laughs> your confidence is high but your skill and knowledge is low and and then there's this kind of you know, quick crash as you realize that you don't I love know that we both knew it was done in kruger i've obviously just finished my master's and that's like one of those things that they talk about and um i did for that in my dissertation actually i love it there it's you a concept go. yeah <laughs> well i called it diane kruger on the wrong on a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> not the right thing it's not Dan Kruger, dunning kruger yes. um so, so i wrote that course oh gosh it's nearly three years ago now and i was just like oh my gosh this is so cool and i could see all these applications for it and crossovers with stuff around decision making mindset kind of life coaching stuff that i'd read yeah. in the past productivity and all this stuff so I created a course for free for some friends because I'm weird um I was just like guys this is so cool I want to (laughs) share um and some of them worked in HR and different industries um and they were like this is great like you need to get this out to more people um and Mm -hmm. it coincided actually with the breast cancer scare that I had and I was like oh well uh, working and juggling small people and having to be in you know three places at once wasn't really I just was in a, not in a great place. And I thought, right, well, stuff it, I'll give it a try. And something I talk about a lot with decision-making is how reversible is it? And Mm. luckily for me, it was very reversible decision. I was like, right, I'm taking a term off. All of our contracts were on a termly basis at that point. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'll just take a break and see what happens. And it's sort of grown from there really so you um, never look back <laughs> yeah yeah okay. I never so you're your own critical crashing. thinking <laughs> genius I love that um and so I have to say because I, I follow you on Instagram. and you you seem very in demand and I'm not surprised because um particularly as a speaker um sometimes you hear people speak and you're like that's super complex and you kind of walk away feeling more overwhelmed and when I heard you speak it was like um all these little pennies dropped in the right place it was really refreshing oh, and I really good. I love I love that when you walk around you go oh that was so, I got so much value I'm so excited to have met her so I'm oh, uh, so pleased uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely feedback. I try oh. <laughs> I'm like be, you know probably like I'm five you know <laughs> I think yeah. I'm fangirling on you a bit harder better calm down <laughs> so um, Bethann when we are uh, sole traders particularly us as women in business one of the biggest challenges we face is that we are it we have to make all the decisions in a silo and it feels super scary and even when you um, for example if you talk to your partner or you talk to your friends they're kind of outside of your decision bubble in a respect and so um, and I know my mum doesn't listen to this so I can say this because I asked her at lunch today hey, have you listened to my podcast and she kind of looked blankly at me um, and someone like you like my mum thinks that I walk on water and think that everything I do is brilliant and so I say what do you think and she goes oh I'm sure it'll all be brilliant and I'm like that's really helpful and so a lot of people on the outside particularly in our um, personal life love and support us but actually don't give much support in terms of decision making so um, making decisions is super scary isn't it? It it can be And, and you know I hear you and it's the irony is I help other people with their decisions and I still struggle and I think that's you know how you know talk for women in business of course I connect I'm human as well it's Hmm. just having a few sort of tools or ideas of what works for you in your back pocket so when you have those moments you're like oh my gosh I I just don't know decision Hmm. fatigue kicks in you're like I don't even care anymore anything just make it go away (laughs) you know can I pay you can you make this choice for me oh Um, that whole um decision fatigue concept is something that I feel is um I do a lot of coaching obviously with people and I feel like a lot of people are sitting at that really close to overwhelm and so that decision fatigue is something that's very real in terms of I don't know what to do because I'm so tired of making decisions and um, talk to me about how we can how we can manage that better and do that better for ourselves. All right I think the first thing that I would say is that we as individuals need to take some ownership over that because a Mm -hmm. lot of that decision fatigue is coming because We get so much information thrown at us all day, every day. Um, You know, if you've got a phone, a smartphone in your pocket, then it's going to be going off at you and, and, you know, if you're it. Um, So carving out that time. So for me personally, um, I don't switch my phone. I literally don't switch my phone on until about half past eight, nine o'clock once the kids are away because I don't want to start my day feeling like there's just this barrage of information thrown at me. Um I try and start the day getting clear on my priorities, what I want to do that day. I do exercise. I, I've recently got back into meditation, highly recommend mm, it. I, know so I love good. it. So good. Yeah. And and you know, I've been there going, oh it's too hard, I don't feel like doing it, but it really does make a difference. So um, you're I up like and that. away and, and doing what we all do is that kind of mummy role that we, I've mm-hmm. got teenagers, yeah. so I'm past keeping them alive and I just have to, like I'm like a sergeant major, just order <laughs> them around in the morning so It's so good. Yeah. Um, and so you're, what you're saying is, and, I, and I, I probably need to adopt this, is don't look at your phone until you're actually ready to start yeah. your day, which for you yeah. is 8.30, which would be quite similar for myself. And that feels groundbreaking. <laughs> oh, I, I, it really makes a difference because it means you start your day because, a lot of people, um, and I'm actually amazed how often I hear this, you know, if you use your phone as your alarm clock, mm. I'm, I'm addicted to this damn thing. Like, <laughs> and it was by my bed. I would look at it first thing in the morning and I would look at it last thing at night. And when I was on mm. holiday recently, I didn't have my alarm clock and mm. I found myself going, right. I'm going to bed and then I'd look at my phone and then i and look at my phone and I'd sit down on the bed and look at my phone. Whereas when I'm um, at home in my, in my own home, I've got the alarm clock and um, I have an app called Freedom, which mm-hmm. blocks all social media around about 9.15. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's that pre-commitment to yourself and taking that ownership and going, okay you know of course I go into habitual mode of like just open my favorite social media or whatever yes. you know um and it blocks it I can't open it and then I go oh yeah sensible Bethan from several weeks ago decided that no good happens on social media after 9 15 p.m <laughs> oh I love that I have, a, I have my phone set to I've got an apple and I have a um, quiet time do not disturb and that goes on at nine and does comes off at 6 a.m um, Lovely. which is which is probably it's still a bit early, but I have to say I jump on my phone because um I run Facebook ads and I always want to see how many sales I've had overnight. <laughs> <Yay. It's the laughs> I like to get validated that I'm brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel for you, right? I love social media for the connection and the community, mm-hmm. but um checking, you know, where you post something on there and you're like, oh, I'll just check if there's comments, or oh, I'll just I'll just check how many views it's got. I'll just check, I'll just check. And just that action of checking it disrupts your thinking so much and so you know if you're mastering your thoughts and you're able to go your brain's going oh I just want to check and then you mm. go I don't have to check right now if I yes. check in another 10 minutes that's fine mm. um, so yeah just generally looking at our day and going right where can I put some space in there for my brain to breathe and whether you top and tailor or whether you say I don't know, um, over lunch, you put it away for mm. a bit. Or, you know, if you've got client meetings, I love client meetings or I love delivering training because it's a great excuse to just, you know. Oh, I you know, there. they get your undivided attention. It's so yeah. joyous, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, you know, if, you've, if you're on, um, you know, on your laptop a lot or on your phone a lot or whatever doing work, then and it's kind of a homeworking day, then mm. just building in a, a meeting with yourself you know, where you just go, right, I'm going to move to a different space, because often mm-hmm. where we're physically located is very connected to all the habits that we do there, um, so perhaps it's, you know, getting a big sheet of paper or whiteboard and moving somewhere else and deliberately focusing on something different, because yes. uh, I love this phrase, I wish I knew where I got it from, um, trying to get work done on an internet-enabled device, it's a bit like brushing your teeth and eating Oreos at the same time. Oh, my goodness, that's it, so it, genius. It looks, right? I, should, I oh. should look up where I stole that from. Oh. But it's so true when you're trying to focus. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's, it's like, really interesting because that's that's one of our biggest challenges is being self-employed is having that discipline. And I know I'm, I have to say I'm pretty good at it. And I ironically, despite working in social media, I think I'd spend less time on social media than anyone I know or any of my clients (laughs) because I don't enjoy it because it's work. And so every time I go on there, I'm like, oh, it's work. And so I'm very rarely tempted to scroll because I'm like, oh, I just feel like I have to comment or interact and um, I've even outsourced a lot of the tasks to my VA so that I don't even get tempted to do things like checking um, because it is so distracting and it's such a rabbit hole. And it it does make your brain... even more overwhelmed which is coming back to that issue of decision fatigue it makes it even more complicated um yeah. so I want to dive back in Bethann because I know that you mentioned this when we were chatting before we started recording um in terms of how we make decisions in our business and I mentioned that often we're doing it on our own and we're relying on our own all of the little voices in our head <laughs> of which there are yep. many some of them tell me yep. I'm a genius the other ones tell me I'm an idiot and so <laughs> I have all these wonderful <laughs> I <know they> <laughs> it depends which one's winning that day so talk to me I love the fact you one of the comments you just made was how reversible is a decision I never actually thought Mm. about that um yeah this is something um people describe it in different ways but essentially if you can think about how reversible is this and how consequential is this because mm. our brain likes to engage with the kind of more superficial decisions so you might spend you know six hours choosing what color mugs you might get for your kitchen (laughs) (laughs) but you might not spend six hours I don't know deciding on uh, the colors for your logo yeah (laughs) like long yeah 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 the oh my god that's a classic right (laughs) what what do we do with our logo and you go actually between this and that there's very little difference to Joe Public It's, but it's big to us right mm. um whereas you know the real big important stuff is i don't know do i i don't know call that major client it's very easy to put that off yes. um you're like oh it feels a bit hard and uncomfortable and, and so i'll stick with my comfort zone so yes. when you're looking at decisions you know the big life and death stuff is your truly yes. consequential irreversible yes. you know it, it is do I have another baby? Do I, what cancer treatment do I have? And, 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 you know, those are the real important stuff. So when we're stressing small things, looking at the bigger picture and going, okay, you know, what does this mean for me, my family, my health, those sorts of things, that's really important yeah. to bear in mind. Um, and then if you're trying to make a choice, perhaps, I don't know, taking on a subcontractor, for example, that's quite a yeah. thing, like, a, yep. I don't know, being a VA or something like that. Um, if you can break it down and go all right what's the way I can I call it nibble rather than scoffing right you're, yes. this is a big choice so you're like okay yes. I don't want to take on someone full-time permanent contract yeah down maybe say I can take them on try them out on one little job see how yes. we go if they do well then you may get bigger and so you build the trust over time and it's a way for you to move forward rather than stay in that um, analysis paralysis of like yeah. oh maybe I should go with this person oh but if I do that then what about this person so much of what we do now is it can be done in a way that's reversible that there isn't that kind of heaviness to it and then it makes it easier to move forward and that's what you Ooh. want to be doing always is like taking that next small action so you feel like you're making progress towards whatever it is that you're trying to achieve so- that's a, that's a such amazing advice and I have to say because um, I work with my husband and um, he works in online special Spotify behind the scenes and one of the decisions we made at the beginning of this year was that we were hoping that he wouldn't have to do any more client website projects that he could just work on the projects in our business like sales pages and things like that. So I said to him our goal was that by the end of this year he would not be doing any client based work and he would just be doing our work. And so and I said to him, oh, what we really need is three months to hit this income goal. And then I know that we can do that. And so we've hit that goal over the last three months. Awesome. And i sort of which is exciting. But then I have yep. this moment. I have to now follow through. And I'm quite panicked about it because you just come kind of think. What if what if what if it suddenly drops up our income and actually this is ridiculous I haven't actually thought about well, it's super easy to reverse it because you can just say well oh, we are doing websites again we we're just having a wee break but you kind yeah. of think it's very I often think we think we make these decisions like they're absolute final like you can't ever change your mind and I yeah. think there's um, a fair bit of ego that goes into that isn't there oh totally <laughs> <laughs> it's like ego is the enemy um we yeah. just need to swallow our pride occasion and go right I'm just gonna I think of it as an experiment right and, and yeah. if you say oh, i'm just gonna try an idea get curious with it see what the yes. outcome is it's a much more um fun and comfortable way to approach something rather than mm. oh my gosh this is the be all and end all because mm. we never know what's coming next we never know what's around the corner yeah. Um, so a better so, way for me to phrase that is just to say for the rest of this year, we're going to take a break from client website work and and then see how that feels as we move forward. And it feels um, it feels less permanent, doesn't it? You kind of think, oh, scary, but good. <laughs> yeah, 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 And, you know, you don't need to announce these things like a big fanfare. Oh, we're no longer doing websites. You can just when someone asks, you go, oh, yeah, we we're pausing that service for now or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um so there's lots of different ways to approach it and likewise when you're trialing a new product idea like I've had two people approach me this week about a particular offering and I'm like oh okay there's something in this I'm not (laughs) going to add it to my CV I'm not going to put it all over my website but I can quietly work with those people and try it out see if it works if I like doing it and then if it works I might add it in the future but I'm not going to say anything about what it is, otherwise I'll be like... Oh. <laughs> but the <laughs> interesting thing about that is is um, one of the things that I do love about being an entrepreneur is that you get to run your business how you want to. Mm. Um, but I'm a... And I find this is quite a common trait with us entrepreneurs is we love bright, shiny things. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And, there's, there's <laughs> and you kind of get asked all the time... Um, so I've just finished a course that was a live, like an online course, but I did a live round for, it was six weeks that I delivered it. And at the end, people were like, oh, are you going to be offering a membership on this? And I felt like I was under this immense pressure to do that. And I kind of stepped away. And my husband, luckily, he's the voice of reason. He's like, so you're, you're actually fully booked. How are you going to make that work? And I was like, oh, he's so right. And it's really tempting to, Because again, your ego, it's very flattering when people say that to you, you're like, Oh, yes, I'm so great. I should totally do that. And then you, if you're like me, I say yes to way too many things. And then you're suddenly under a lot of pressure to deliver that. And how do we, how do we, how do we tame our ego? It's actually a good question. (laughs) um oh that is a good question question for you isn't it (laughs) I think you know like you were saying there getting curious with it and just sitting with it and going oh okay I am tempted here to do whatever Mm. I'd say um in terms of making a decision in in that kind of scenario Mm -hmm. there's a bit of um sitting with your values Yes. And if you, if you know your values, like, and it's, you know, it's something that like corporates all sort of go, oh, yeah, we've got these company values or whatever. Mm. But I think it's useful to either have your, your own business values or your personal values and use that as a bit of a North Star. So, yes. for example, one of mine is sustainability. And I, teach, I use that in two different ways. I'm very um, passionate about environmental sustainability and um, yes. you know, offset the carbon for my business and all that kind of stuff but also sustainability from a personal and kind of health perspective. Yes. And I'm like, if I've had a week, um, like I had a fortnight where I was just booked every single day, all day, with, a, you know, the odd evening and breakfast thing as well, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be as, you know, I can't bring the energy that I would normally bring if I'm exhausted. And so... Yes um that's something that I bear in mind when I'm looking at my schedule is going okay is that sustainable um so for you you know you might say okay well I I'm fully booked um at that point you might look at it and say okay do 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 my members do my people really want this um Mm. is there a way that I can make it happen or does it do I value I don't know my know relaxation private time whatever um other things in life family obviously health all of that stuff and you're right we there is that kind of pressure on the kind of hustle where you go oh okay I can grow it I could but just because you can doesn't mean you should yes Um, and that's where that you know checking in with yourself is so important um Um, i really love that you talked about that sustainability because um i've got a client that i'm working with at the moment and um because of covid she's in the training space the same as me and because of covid um there's like we're all in hot demand because so many people are dropping like flies and can't train and Mm -hmm. she said to me she's doing um five consecutive days of full days training which she finds completely exhausting and -hmm. said, but how do you say no and i'm like well you can just say no but um the reality of it is um it's not sustainable to do that. And I've never actually thought about it in that way of like, is this sustainable? And um, having been sick myself recently with COVID and trying to juggle um, and realising that I didn't have enough buffer in my schedule to allow movement and to allow wiggle room. And I've kind of really committed to like on the 1st of July when I'm caught up with all my backlog of clients that um, this is not how it's going to go moving forward. And to be, to really, like you say, come back to those North Star of, why am I doing this? And I know what my values are very centered around my family. That's why I started my business. (laughs) I've been in it for 11 years. It's all about my family. And then you suddenly find your, you know, my boy's walking from school and I'm not there or I'm online till six o'clock and that's not what the idea was. Mm. And um, it is so important to have some values clear in your mind because I think that often if we don't, we will say yes to everything and we will lose um, our direction very, very quickly. Um, so yeah. I just want to talk really brief because I'm, I'm mindful of time, but I'm excited. It's <laughs> so interesting. Um, if we've got to make a decision in our business um, and I love your idea of how reversible it is, what's a couple of easy strategies that we could use to help with that decision-making? Um, okay, well, just touching on what you were bringing up there. Yes. If you know what the vision is, like, so you yes. might be like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed and I'm too busy. Think about what you don't want. So you go, Mm. right, I don't like what I've got right now. What do I want? And Mm. you've probably heard before, you need a stronger yes in order to say no. So if you know, like you've booked in, I don't know, picking your kids up from school, it's very easy to say no to something that clashes with that. Whereas when, you know, your kids are older and you're like, oh yeah, they're fine. Then it's very easy to just say yes, say yes, say yes. So think about what do you want to include in your schedule, in your life, in your business? And then it's easier to get rid of this stuff that doesn't work with that. Yes. Um, another quick tip, if people are struggling between a sort of A and B option, was called mm-hmm. false dichotomy, sometimes you're kind of like, do I go with this or go with that? <laughs> Try flipping a coin. And then it's not about where the coin lands, it's how you feel about the way the coin lands we've used this in our breakfast session Um, but it's really interesting when you go oh no quick flip it again Um, or the same if you've got a magic eight ball those classic (laughs) toys yes where you're like okay what does it say oh i don't like that and if you find yourself going oh no i don't like that then that's your gut feel it's like your your gut response is quicker than your logical rational brain realizing what it is you truly want Um, or, you know, I've been in a situation where I had a cancellation and I was just like, oh, thank God. I really didn't want to do that. And then I was like, oh, why did I say yes? It's because I felt someone else. And they were like, oh, you should totally do it. And I was like, no, I shouldn't have said yes. So I was really pleased about that. And then that tells you more about, you know, how do I feel about working with that client? Getting curious about, okay, why did I feel that relief? What was going on? Um, so there's, yeah, there's certain things where you you kind of know um, really what you want. Um, it's useful to just like step away from everything, everybody, and just sit with that and go, hmm, okay, how do I feel about this? Um, and one more quick tip, as, uh, in 10 years time, how will you feel about that? You know, Ooh. like if you've missed, uh, I don't know, the kids' assembly in order yeah. to deliver to this client that you're not even enjoying. <laughs> how do you feel about that oh the kids remember out yes and it's tricky because you can't always always you know put family first as much as we yeah. say family first family first you can't 100 percent of the time but no. in each moment each decision if you can weigh up okay what's important right now
1: yeah. um
0: and, you know sometimes we do have to just say yes to the client at a difficult time or whatever but mm. when the options are there And you're able to say no, because you want to say yes to family, health, whatever it might be, then, um, yeah, just be aware of that and and what the priorities are each day, each moment, you know, it's, it's, it's a constant juggle. um, It really is. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I have to say thank you so much. Gosh, you've so generously shared your wisdom um, with my listeners, of which I'm immensely grateful. And I, I am mindful that we could probably talk all day. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> oh no, please don't apologize. It's um it's so enjoyable because I think that one of the hardest things about being like a, sol, a solopreneur is that pressure on you to make all those decisions and to feel um like your your how reversible is it is genius like I'm, I know that you probably didn't invent that as a concept oh, everything's derivative right <laughs> uh, yes but it's so it's so obvious isn't it and yet um you know we get caught in this moment of going oh my gosh if I do this it's like is at the end of the world and it's like like you say you can check in on that really easily so um thank you so much for agreeing to come on here and sharing so generously um for all of my listeners please check the show notes on how you can connect with beth ann because she has some amazing courses that we as business owners can participate in to help us with our critical thinking which is super cool um and she also shares really great content on her socials as well so thank you so much for joining Beth Anne. it's been an absolute pleasure thanks sarah thanks for having me no worries And um, thank you to all my listeners, and I'll catch you the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favourite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.